Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Stephen. And this is In a Barbie World. A podcast where we look at every Barbie movie from 1987 to the present day. From fairy tales to literary classics. From Mariposa to Mamadia. It's time to get unboxed. Readjust your lippy. Rock the ball gown. And let's get our Barbie on. Barbie, colon, a fairy secret. Yay. <laughs> um, so it's directed by William Lau. Uh, we've got um, Diana Karina doing the voice of Barbie again. And we're still in this sort of uh, phase two where Barbie is Barbie and Barbie is an actress who stars in movies. And I mean, yeah. Oh my goodness, like they're just getting better and better. Like, it's, it's like. Um... I think we call it a shared universe with the previous yeah. film. So all the characters is, but the but the filmmakers are at great pains to say this isn't a sequel. This just happens to be the same people from the previous movie <laughs> in a different story. So don't go looking for continuity errors and things like that. It's just yeah, uh, and and like like a few questions but none that are like distracting my enjoyment which was i mean we got really excited when we read the synopsis for this one because basically ken is kidnapped by fairies but remember we're in the real world here and barbie is a movie star and yet her fashion stylists are are real life fairies not the fairies that barbie was playing in fairytopia these are real fairies, which begs the question, do they have notes on the way that the fairy kingdoms were portrayed in the Barbie movies? <laughs> now that the fairy kingdoms oh, actually exist. Go, going back to Barbie <laughs> and the Nutcracker, this is Inception level. What the hell? Yeah. Wow. But of course... It's amazing. It, it's... But it has no... Oh, yeah. yeah no, let's just, let's just go through in the normal way because there's... There's so many levels to this, but at the end of the day, this is the same Barbie, the same Raquel, the same yes. Ken as yep. we saw in the last film. Although, yep. and and the last film happened because it kind of yes. gets referenced. Yep. But it's also it's a bit like if you're a comic book like an American comic book reader. That, that sort of loose-ish approach to continuity when you have different writers. So, yeah, it's all the same, but it's a little bit different. And we'll, we'll retroactively change little bits. But anyway, doesn't matter. It was good. <laughs> That's... Oh, my God. It was so good. We open with... Uh, a really fun credit sequence that establishes that her stylists are fairies, but she doesn't know, uh, with a freaking great song because that has become the norm now. Like they mm. all have their own little song and they're amazing. Um, I will say the trouble with fashion dolls is that they will now they will always be dated. Like they're like, wow, Barbie, we're putting you in the latest fashion, and they're in this like ghastly mid-2000s short dress with like a belt like a chunky belt and it like you're like oh no that looks awful <laughs> it looks so 2011 i mean luckily luckily yeah, 2011 called luckily that sort of thing i never think i've ever seen anyone who's dressed like anybody in a barbie movie anyway but i think like you spoke last mm. time i think you mentioned oh there's you know, this style of dress or this colour or that kind of, it doesn't mean anything to me but I think it you know if you understand your fashion or your history it will mean a lot more to you and it auto as you absolutely rightly say it's like watching fame isn't it now mm. no you know yeah. who wears leg warmers and leotards like that mm-hmm. now but it doesn't mean it yeah. any less valid it doesn't <laughs> detract and if anything it now adds a layer of like nostalgia and it places it in a time which is lovely in the same way that like a flip phone will yeah. do that it's charming and nostalgic is is the right and it's you know it's 11 years old getting oh, on for God. yeah getting that on means for i'm 12. older than 11 years old that's awful <laughs> um, <laughs> so Barbie's been in a movie along with her actor boyfriend Ken 
and her co-star Raquel that we met very briefly in the previous movie that was only there to like cause a bit cause cause the like Ken subplot and then she like pieced out and we never saw her again here she's here to stay yeah and, and, and that was that oh was God. but that's kind of cool because I think last time we were kind of interested in her and like you say Ken said I'm off to France after Barbie had gone off to France. We never saw or heard of Raquel again. I was really happy to see her again because oh. she, she's interesting as a, as a character in these movies go, you know, she's... Because she's not a total bit... As we, we find out a lot about her, don't we? Raquel is... You're right, she's like a... She's like a sobering voice of the audience type character where Barbie can then be really whimsical and buy into everything that's happening. Raquel keeps us quite grounded. That's what I found her character to be here. So Raquel is a massive bitch, basically. More so than she was last time. (laughs) Yeah. She fully wants to just jeopardise Barbie. She's so unashamed, like, with her flirtations with ken and it's like she's just fabulous she's just such a fabulous character she's a little the bitch. audacity <laughs> she's, she's such a bitch because because in the last movie there was just this flirtation with um ken which ken yes. wasn't really buying and well yeah. he wasn't buying at all was he and her little trick where she sent the message to make it sound like ken was splitting up with barbie but barbie didn't really have any interaction with her other than that but here we see you know she is also an actress just like barbie i didn't know ken was an actor before that that's new in this one and but yeah but she's a cowbag to her and um (laughs) and like understandably so because it's very established at the beginning of the movie that she's like hello i'm also in this film and everyone's like oh hi great you look amazing and then suddenly Barbie shows up and everyone's like, screw you, here's Barbie. And you're yeah. like, fucking hell. Like, I'm... And Barbie makes no effort to be like, this is my co-star Raquel, please treat her nicely. It's not like a, a thing where she's envious of her because like, she's, you know, Bar- Barbie is always nice and Raquel's just jealous. Like, Barbie is fully just like, yeah, I'm the main character of this movie, and what? And then Raquel's like, fuck you. <laughs> like, I'm also in this movie. I don't, like, I don't, I don't want to go here, but Raquel is a bit like the Meghan Markle, and oof. and Barbie is a bit like the other one. <laughs> I can't remember her name. <laughs> um, uh, Kate, Kate, Kate. Yeah, that, yeah I, I get and, those and, vibes. And like, but it's like. In the eyes of the UK press, that's what you. I think that's what you're saying. Like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm not oh. saying that Megan is like Raquel and a complete <laughs> yeah. bitch, but it was that there is this, uh, there is this uh, one. One of them is all right until the other one turns up, and yeah, yes, I need to be very clear on that. I am not the Daily Mail. <laughs> so they Carrie and Taylor are fairies. We know this, but Barbie doesn't. They keep using magic in public and like getting away with it, whatever. They bump into Crystal, who's a photographer at the premiere, and she goes back to Gloss Angeles, which again, I don't I didn't Google this, but like let's say Los Angeles originated in what the let's say as far back as perhaps the, the, the 16th, 17th century when, when colonisation was at its peak. Um, yeah. So did the, did the fairy world also establish itself at that time? Or, or I always assumed that like enchanted places were like ancient yeah. and timeless. And yet to call it Los Angeles it must imply that it exists around the same time as the induction of Los Angeles. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Well, as Los Angeles <laughs> is Spanish, but angels, isn't it? The city of angels. Mm. Um, city of angels. Yeah, I think it's just a bad pun. Hopefully it's been renamed recently. I mean, yeah. I've got to say, it's not my favourite pun in a Barbie movie. <laughs> I, I, I was a bit, oh, really? Um, but okay. I, I get it. It's fine. I'll allow it. Yeah, I'm sure we can come up with some thing about how it's not, that's just how the name sounds to our 21st century ears. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. 
So um, we're introduced to Princess Graciela. And again, like this movie makes the effort to have some like intrigue. So during the opening credits, we don't see Barbie until like we just see bits and pieces of Barbie, like a hand, her lips, a shoe. And then it's not until the full reveal of the outfit that we get to see the whole of Barbie, which is fun. And then we have a similar thing with Princess Graciela, who is the um, monarch of Gloss Angeles, the fairy realm where she's kept in this sort of shadow and we only see her bottom half or her eyes enlarging because she's given a love potion and then she's con- she she immediately falls in love with Ken and um yeah and then and then she says you know I must have him we're going to go get him and I'm going to marry him and it's brilliant it's very intriguing i think um you know i lapped up the mystery i was like what's going on here like why has she been given a potion why does she need ken to marry her like why is this potion heteronormative when this movie is not Mm-mm. um <laughs> and, and and what's in it for crystal yeah yeah like she's clearly now our antagonist in a way that sort of raquel had been set up to be mm. so what's going to happen with that also, is everybody in Barbie's orbit is apparently a fairy. It's <laughs> apart from yeah, Raquel. Like everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, wasting no time. It's a Barbie movie. We got like one hour to tell this tale. Uh, Ken is Barbie's going to confront Raquel. Ken goes to watch like really lovely character moments. Like within within two minutes, you're endeared to. Barbie and Ken's relationship because they just have a fun little little bit with a spoon Hmm. and it's enough for you to like root for them. Barbie stands up for herself so you root for her as a main character. Ken wants to go support her, be like oh my god she's gonna go yell at Raquel, let's go watch this, this is hilarious, this is amazing, like good for Barbie, like which is very funny and sweet. Um and she confronts Raquel, which again, like, just really, really nice character stuff happening. And then, bam, fairies appear and they kidnap Ken. And again, very Home Alone, where they establish, like, here's why the two fairies can't follow them into the portal. Here's why the two fairies couldn't immediately get Ken back. Like, they, they lay everything out enough for me to be like, yeah, I'll buy it. Like, that's fair. You know, I'm not yelling at the movie going, just take the, just get on the back of the eagles and go to Mount Doom. You know, there's like none of that. Um, so, <laughs> not that I do do that, but you know, the, the sentiment. No, I think, I think, I think, but that's, it does take time. And you mentioned it's 75 minutes, right? Hour and 15 minutes long. And it takes time to just head off. This is a movie for eight year old girls, by the way, yeah. to head off some of the more obvious questions it's not you know mm. it's not watertight but no. <laughs> it does it does you know ca- 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 why carrie and taylor can do and can't do what they do is made very clear and ken's gone and it's yeah and 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 fully kidnapped he is he is he's he's um yeah well then we'll get to some of the rules of the game in a minute i guess <laughs> <laughs> Um, so in order to get him back, we discovered that the Carrie and Taylor are fairies. Raquel and Barbie have to work together in order to get Ken back. And Raquel is definitely doing it because she fancies Ken, uh, not to help Barbie at this stage. Um, except, so they... except, yeah, but as we find out later, I, I, there is something, her, her, her dislike of Barbie is founded on a like of barbie and again so i think she's still trying she does things in this movie which are although she's a little bitch she still craves barbie's um touch yeah right (laughs) you're going there are you um we're going there she she craves barbie's (coughs) um at least her um what's the word um that Barbie uh, notices approval. her approval yeah. that's that's it yeah. so I think a bit of it's that and a bit of it is I mean does she fancy Ken or does she fancy Ken because that would annoy Barbie that's the bit that yeah. she fancies um, she fancies Barbie like she she fancies Barbie oh she's got a huge girl that's crush what this movie yeah is yeah indeed it's not a girl crush Stephen it's a lesbian crush she's gay and she fancies Barbie that is canon um... <laughs> <In> your head <laughs> <laughs> it's canon <laughs> 
Um, so we have to try and get to Gloss Angeles. We have to go through like a portal. The only remaining open one happens to be in France. And it's just a lovely opportunity for a throwback to fashion fairy tales. We return to Paris for Raquel and Barbie to have a, a, like uh, enough bonding experiences. This is one of them. And uh, to establish some of the rules like, oh, you can we can carry you to fly you but only because it's dark and we won't be seen and here's how we get to the fairy realm etc etc um, and 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 also just spends a little bit of time saying oh i came here in the last movie and my yeah and my what was it her aunt yeah got my aunt millicent uh like she, oh this woman that we're about to see who's now a fairy is known by my aunt because she came to the fashion show and uh before then as well we go to like a changing room and all basically the implication is that everyone that works in fashion on earth is a fairy and they greet each other with this really sweet handshake where they sort of put their hands together in a sort of flutter by fashion and, and wiggle their fingers and glitter comes out and that's how they all know each other are fairies and they do this very sweet thing where they're like in order to get to Paris through a portal, we're going to go into this changing room, and she came. They they they're directed to a particular one, and it seems full. And Barbie's like, "Well, this one's clearly occupied. We can't go in this one." Haven't you noticed, Barbie, that every time you go to a changing room, there's one stall that's always occupied? It's a fairy portal, and I just think that that's very sweet. It's very fun if you're too old to believe that that's real. But it's also very sweet if you are of an age where you can be like, wow, so every time I go to a a changing room in a in a shop, arguably the worst place you can be in the Western world a lot of the time. And um, y- instead you have this charming tale to be like, well, that's occupied. It's and, because it's a portal to the fairy realm. And I'm not sure you're going to get this reference. But to me, my head canon says Mr. Ben, the yeah, TV show, Mr. Ben is in this universe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He, he that, sh- that the shop run by the man with the hat was like clearly but, a fairy. That's right. And Mr. Ben that. would go into the changing room and he'd go into a fairy flyway and have an adventure and then come back again so mr ben i think is also potentially a fairy yes absolutely love that that's that's canon that's it i've decided that's what we want that's what we want to see in the film we want a mr ben yeah mr ben cameo yeah love it so we then go to gloss angeles and we see that ken um i mean we're sort of we know that Princess Graciela is under a love potion. Barbie's given the antidote to this, by the way, by this woman in Paris. So we know that we need to, we have a plan. We have a quest and we have a plan. We have to get to Los Angeles, find Ken, rescue him, and break uh, Graciela from this spell. Um, and when we're in the fairy kingdom, we, like, Ken, again, we so- talked last time how Ken was such an enjoyable side character, and he does more of the same here, where he's just such fun, and he's so funny, and he's such a little himbo, and yeah. it's, it's just really lovely. Himbo. He, he, he <laughs> is, because, and this, th- these couple, last couple of movies have played around with this, in that he is not what was the, I've watched a film recently which does this as well, where um, the guy is is the victim. He's mm. oh god, crikey! Right. Was it Enchanted? No, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> but I am going to look at my letterbox, and nice. it literally did this, where the guy was. And this is the thing I love it. It's such a trope for fairies to kidnap somebody, and and it's always always. A demon ah. kidnapping a woman to be his bride. So, I will tell you what it is. It's a Shaw mm. Brothers movie from 1969 called Temptress of a Thousand Faces, and it's a oh, kind. Yeah. It's a kind of sort of late 60s. That's what I want my nickname to be. Sp- sort of man from Uncle theme spy thriller from Hong Kong, but mm-hmm. basically the lead character, the, all the lead characters are women, whether they're goodies or baddies, and the 
and the one of the lead ladies has a boyfriend, but he's a himbo, and he's the one who gets kidnapped all the time. He's oh. the one who always is making the mistake. And the only time he's vaguely heroic is when he has to dress up as a woman. In, in, so he has to go basically into drag to clear his girlfriend's name. It's, oh my god, I love it. I, I really would recommend it to anybody, but it's got that kind of this kind of thing. There's nothing. The guy is it, it, the guy is perfectly fine. He's not mm-hmm. pathetic or anything like that. It's just yeah, that yeah, the yeah. women are the strong ones, yeah. and, and and they just flip the roles. And it's a shame that it has to be unusual. But it's really cool when you see it. And that's what yeah. Ken's like in this. He's not unheroic. He's no. just not the hero. And he has his talents. And yeah, I just think it's a really And he's not a, he's not a wanker or anything. He's not he doesn't say things no. like, Oh you idiot you know, and, and he doesn't question, Oh dear, I'm captured by fairies. He doesn't ever say, Well, this yeah. can't be real. So he's I yeah, like. he completely accepts his reality. He's just very sweet-natured, very lovely. Very, like, again, there's always discourse online, usually, in a very, like, post-whatever world, where people love to come for Barbie. They love to come for her size measurements and her being a terrible role model for girls. But, you know, you're watching these movies, and they have been nothing but ex- excellent role models. And this one, in particular showcases what you should look for in a boyfriend what you should look for in a friend how to navigate friendships how to communicate like it's honestly riddled with some of the best messaging i've seen in in children's feature Mm. films like honestly i was i was overwhelmed with how 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 i felt like i was sitting here like god i really feel like i've learned a valuable lesson watching this like (laughs) So imagine how a ten-year-old feels. Yeah, it no, it's amazing. And and it's brave enough to, you know, it's not trite. Sometimes, mm. sometimes when you get that kind of messaging, it can be really trite. And some of the things that will be talked about later between Barbara and Raquel are complicated, especially yeah. to. And it's not just a. I mean, I know it's a, a movie for girls. I get that. But some of these, it's nothing to do with what gender you are. It's just about people. And especially those formative friendships that you have. It doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl or whatever. These are these are complicated and difficult questions. And yes, the trite answer is you should have talked about it. But not everybody yeah. does. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's a, such a fantastic message. And it, and it applies to everyone as well. Like, it applies to Zane and Graciela. Um, it applies to Barbie and Ken in the, in the previous movie, especially. Like... It's just it's just really good stuff. Mm. Really, really good stuff. And I, I think much like Disney wanted to be when they started calling their um, movies by adjectives instead of after the main characters' names, these movies do... I know they're Barbie movies and I know they will be primarily watched by young girls mm. and given and gifted to young girls. But I do not think that a young boy could not find this enjoyable in any, like, any world. Like, really... And and the messaging is still so important. Mm, absolutely. So Zane, who I briefly mentioned there, is Graciela's ex-boyfriend. And he's like fairy Gaston with like an ethnically ambiguous accent. Mm. And he's, he's fabulous, again, because he comes in and you think he's just going to be Gaston. And... He, he is more three-dimensional than Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Zane is. He's fantastic. He is because he's like, at once, he's kind of over the top and antagonistic. And I mean that in the, in the sense that he is an antagonist for Ken to fight against. And mm. But as we get more and more into it, there's layers going on here. Mm. And actually... He's a decent guy <laughs> that He's that really doesn't that doesn't understand what's going on like exactly everybody so he's also a surrogate for the audience yeah. in that in that sense because he is the least clued in of anybody but he also but he looks like one of those pricks that you get in this kind of movie that normally we'd lambast yeah but he's but it's clever this this movie its greatest strength to me are are the other characters. So Barbie's great in this. Yes. 
Much yeah. more agency than she had in the previous movie. Absolutely. Ken, Ken's great for the comic relief, as always. But Raquel and Zane and Graciela, to a slightly lesser degree, are really complicated and interesting. They are, they're layered, and, and the, all of the information and their character development is, like, unveiled gradually over the course of the film. Nobody's two-dimensional. It's all really nice stuff. Zane, as you say, Zane, you expect him to, to almost die. I mean, they don't die because it's a Barbie movie, but, like, like, if this was Disney, he would die at the end of it. But no, actually, he's incredibly misunderstood. He genuinely loves Graciela. It's not vanity. It's not self... Um, you know, it's not a selfish behaviour. He's just as confused as anybody else. And actually, his relationship with Ken becomes one of the... Again, a really sweet, endearing friendship because the two have the same values. They're both... Very early on, Ken aligns himself with Zayn, even though Zayn keeps trying to take it out on Ken, where he's like... I Challenge you to a duel. <laughs> and Ken's like, no, I don't want to marry her. I think you should marry her. I think that's a good idea. And, like, very quickly after we've had a very fun duel, which Graciela is more into than anybody else, again, yep. because she's under a love potion, um... Zane is like, like, like him and Ken have this look at one point, and it's it didn't need to happen. They didn't need to animate that, but like, it's just this 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 wordless. It's a bromance of sad sort of agreement, and it's yeah. just magnificent. It's really mature, and it's like. I don't know what the opposite of the Bechdel test is, but you know, here's two guys <laughs> here having a conversation about stuff that. Isn't about yeah. Barbie. Well, I mean, I guess. That's, that's just every movie ever made. But I well, you know what I mean. In in the context <laughs> of a Barbie movie, how, how many how many Barbie movies have two lead males that are just mm. not one's boss and the other one about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, normally there's a, a there might be a bad guy or something, and he'll have some. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, there'll be the king, or he'll be the the, the villain yeah. of the piece, and the only people he's talking to is his underlings. Zane and Ken are equals coming from yes. a completely different place. It's very... It's good. It's good stuff. We've not. You're right. We've not seen that before. Mm. It's really interesting. And I think that's what kept me going in this one. Like, it was just... It was really fresh. And it was really cool. Mm. And it was so gay. And I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um, so, they make it to Fairyland as quickly as you'd hope like there's no dicking about mm-hmm. uh, so we're in los angeles and then we have some really wonderful moments where like i barely have any notes because i was just really enjoying myself um oh we have a matrix reference in this movie yeah i'm not sure that's gonna go <laughs> in, the, the in head. 2011 <laughs> we, we have a matrix reference in a kids movie and i don't know if that says to me that they were trying to appeal to uh adult audiences like parents i don't know if they thought it would genuinely be funny um because it just entered the zeitgeist and like shrek has done it by this point yeah i i mean i still there's still matrix references happen today that the the the, i guess it just is a part of like you say, zeitgeist, pop culture. Mm. It's just, it just is what it is, and yeah. I didn't mind it. People might not even understand the reference anymore, but they'll just understand <laughs> it. Mm. What I will so, so, remember two movies ago. Mm-hmm. What was it called? A mermaid. What was it called? The one that we didn't like. The yeah, first mermaid, mermaid tale. Yeah. So they do redo a bit of that where i don't understand why a shop exists to sell people like i didn't understand (laughs) why an underwater shop would sell mermaid tails i don't really (laughs) understand why a shop exists to sell wings although actually it does make sense although no one seems to have to pay for anything so again what to me this is an example of of something they didn't do quite right in that film they do right here because they explain why it exists. Yes. Yeah? yeah. Because the owner of the shop actually was a human who married a male fairy. And therefore, she would understand why she needs wings and why you'd like to have fake wings. They didn't explain any of that. Or they didn't yeah, give none, a background none of that in reason. 
No, and 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 what a brilliant partnership! Like we have, we have this couple who are incredibly cool and memorable, and it sort of ties into the fact that oh shit, like you know, we're being introduced to this idea and this theme of a human marrying a fairy. Is are we going to be able to rescue Ken, or are we being introduced to this idea and, because la la la, you know? Yeah, and 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 again. Just, just something really lovely in this is it's the male that's a fairy, mm. not the girl, and he's black, and they're, yeah, and he's middle aged. Yes, they're both like middle aged, like black fairies. It's, yeah, and like this is the first time I think properly that we've had fully fledged characters that are like that. I think. Oh, ab- absolutely, but. You know, I even criticised, you know, one of the sacred cows. I criticised um, uh, Three Musketeers because the mother looked like she was Barbie's older sister by about a yeah. year and not someone that was maybe 20 years older than her. Yeah. In this one, people look older. Yeah, these people are actually older. And and it just it just flips, you know, it would have been easy for her to be in the fairy and he was another male that, yeah, that got seduced by a fairy but no that's not what's happened here these two have genuinely fallen in love and actually what it also shows you is this thing about being so they there's this rule if a human falls in love with a or marries a fairy you're stuck you have to live in los angeles for the rest of your life which to ken is a horrendous idea but to these two well that's wonderful that was yeah. that was it's not it's not even the case that was a sacrifice worth making that just came with the patch and so again yeah. it's it's way more complicated i'm not saying it's like three dimensional or four dimensional but it's definitely more two dimensional than anything we usually get in this kind of story barbie movie or not it, yeah it's usually a yeah it doesn't it doesn't give you the complexity of the options definitely agreed there's a, a fantastic running gag of uh, Graciela just not getting Ken's name right, like once. She calls, him, she calls him every other name under the sun. And it's just, it's very, they really commit to the bit, which I respect. Um, <laughs> they really, really do, yeah. Uh, so like, I'm a fan of that because because I love I love that she's a passion fairy. I love that she's entirely in pink i love that she sort of represents everything that in these earlier barbie movies we've come to associate with barbie she's very whimsical she's very passionate she's very emotional and so she's very erratic and even though she's under a love potion it it doesn't feel out of character for her to just be like can i love you we will be married at midnight but like but like she gets his name wrong like every single time I just think that's brilliant. I just think it's absolutely wonderful because it's 100% the kind of thing that I would do in real life. <laughs> if you were under the, uh, under the effects of a love potion, of course. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Genius. Ponies. Get some My Little Ponies out there with wings on to sell to the kids. I am going to... I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> I'm... I really, really like this movie. They're great, isn't but it? Yeah. Oh. I didn't like the ponies. No. <laughs> I didn't like their visuals. There's something, yeah, okay. there's something a bit, a bit like they were made out of play-doh or something. I don't know what it was. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, and, and they're not the most egregious winged horses that we've, no. we've met before. No. They're, they're not, they're not sexy horses. <laughs> no. But I did. Certainly not I, the sexiest horse we've ever and, seen. And and and. Yeah, I, I get it. They were for selling something, and we always have to remember that's what the Barbie movies for. But yeah, it, 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 a minus quarter of a point for them for me. But if you like them, fair enough. I'm not yeah, going to criticise you I for thought it. They were, like, I could totally see the capitalism shining through, but I was like, they're cute. I like them. Why However, <laughs> what they do again, they actually drive character. Yes. Development, right? So the fact that they're stupid flying ponies is is one thing, and you and, and that could have been it. They, we've again we've seen this before in other movies. Yeah. Some mode of transport that gets the characters from A to B, and, and that just moves the plot along. But this does more because what it shows is is that Raquel is actually a really quality 
is equestrian. Yeah. And actually, that's something she can do better than Barbie. Yes. And she shines. And, it, it, you know, so yes, Raquel is a little bitch, but Raquel doesn't actually understand how good she is at some things. And yeah. that she's better than Barbie at some things, like we all are. Um, and it's Barbie that champions her. And, and it's, again, really lovely. We get to see the layers of their friendship where they've known each other since they were kids, mm. which is weird, but, like, fine. Like, I believe it. And she's like, Raquel, you can do this. You can lead us. You were amazing at horse school that we went to. And she's like, what? I don't, you know, like, how do you remember me at horse school? You barely noticed I exist. And Barbie's like, you put shaving cream in my riding helmet. And Raquel's <laughs> like, well, yeah, but, like, I didn't think you, like knew who I was <laughs> and like isn't that just fantastic like it's so funny and it's so real and it's so like you know Wonder Barbie has this very like <clears throat> reasonable but understated sort of dislike of Raquel and I wonder Raquel is so desperate for Barbie's attention because she's she's never got it because she's always lashed out in the wrong ways and Barbie's never reciprocated and and yet Barbie always noticed and is willing to acknowledge that she's the better rider and now Raquel has to step up to the challenge and then we get a really tense scene of them trying to avoid these like spiral candy canes I don't know it's a Barbie movie like imagine like imagine what they have to dodge like yeah it's that it's like it's like some Dr. Zeus type candy cane forest or something. Yeah, I'm I'm not really through. sure. <laughs> Again, this <sighs> I liked what they did with the character stuff and I get the A to B and I get you need the threat and the peril. Um some of the imagination wasn't in this area. But it doesn't <laughs> yeah. but it doesn't matter. Oh, the swirly-whirlies. If we get hit by the swirly-whirlies, we'll be thrown off course. Hi, I've I've just joined Rainmaker Animation. Um, (laughs) What can I do today? Oh, crap. What can you draw? I can do squirly-whirlies. Yeah, let's just do that. We'll hide it. We'll hide it. It's the the summer intern's job. you know it was it was really tense mm. i'm not gonna say it was how to train your dragon level of like flying scenes oh, but God, like, no. <laughs> you know it like it, it sort of crawled slowly along the ground in order for that to run i guess I but know. but the, the thing is again i'll just sort of reiterate it's it's the fact that yes this is the sort of scene that you have to do in there yes it gets them into the castle or whatever it is um but the important thing is, it's not just about that. It's about character relationships. Yes. You know, this is... If this was fucking Lord of the Rings, everyone would be all over it. And they are all over it. Yeah. And this is this is enemies to lovers. Mm. This is what this movie is. And we get into the castle and all this, the whole, this whole movie... Oh, we forgot to mention, uh, Taylor and Carrie were banished. So there's stakes immediately going into Los Angeles. There's there's stakes beyond the fact that we're sneaking humans in, beyond the fact that we need to reclaim a kidnapped Ken. Not only that, our guides and and people that are from this world are actually banished, and if they're caught, they will be thrown in the dungeon. Mm. We don't know why they're banished, so that's really mysterious. And, really and, and, and they don't know either. That, yeah. That's the other thing. There's one day... Graciela banished them. Just banished them. And we don't know why. And it's brilliant. So, of course, the second they're caught... And so this whole time we've heard, like, oh, well, you know, you, you want to avoid the fairy dungeon. You don't want to get to the fairy dungeon. Last thing we want to end up in is the fairy dungeon. So the second they get caught, she's like, throw them in the fairy dungeon. I honestly... I think I said out loud to my screen, I was like, oh, yeah, let's see the fairy dungeon. Like, I was so excited to see it. And it it lived up to my expectations. It did not disappoint. I was like, yeah, that's what I expect a fairy dungeon to look like. That's brilliant. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Now you know. It's really good stuff. They put them in these sort of, uh, um, you know, in Pirates of the Caribbean 2, right at the beginning when they're on that cannibal island, they're put in these like big balls made out of human bones and they're like hanging from the air and they 
there's a ball full of all of our main characters and there's a ball full of like red shirts yeah and they both have to like swing and climb they're, it's basically those balls but they're like pink and glittery and we have wonderful thing where um they try and escape so one of them's got a magic handbag like mary poppins and she can bring out different bits and pieces so she they they attempt to escape the sphere which is brilliant because of course she would you know they don't just resign themselves to their fate so she keeps pulling things out of the handbag with a, with an accompanying pun which is fun enough oh. in itself and then raquel calls her out she's like she goes in to pull something out of the bag and she's like oh we'll see if we can get a home run with this one and raquel's like stop just stop. <laughs> yeah, because she pulls out a baseball bat, doesn't she? And, yeah. And Raquel calls her out. She's like, "It's going to be a baseball bat, isn't it?" Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so good. It Cause, is. Because at that point, I was starting to be like, "Oh, come on now, Taylor. I'm, I am 31. This is getting a bit tiresome." But Ra- Raquel called it for me, and then it was even fun. It was brilliant. It was so good. Really well timed. Really good stuff. Um, I really fancy Raquel. Like she's so nicely designed. Her whole look is so like cool and like beautiful i just really wanted to shout out to her like don't you i'm not i'm not gonna say a fancier because that would be weird being (laughs) being a she's an animated thing but don't you think i think in the part all the brunette barbie friends people close to her always seem to be like really, prettier? well, no, maybe not. Maybe prettier isn't just it, but they've always got something else about their style. I think I've talked about others before. You know, yeah. like there was the um, Toya Wilcox baddie um, yes. from oh, I can't remember the name. There've been so many of these bloody the movies. The third fairytopia. Yeah, um, where they do interesting things with their hair or with their mm. costumes, and it's always someone who's not blonde. And this is the thing, I think anyone that's not got the Barbie face, we, we've, we're so accustomed to the Barbie face, yep. if there's any change from that, it's like, oh, that's really cool. Like, that's really interesting. I'm really drawn to that because it's not the Barbie face. Mm. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with the Barbie face. And it's a good face. Mm. And it's great. So, But, yeah. <laughs> but I just think they do do much more interesting things with... yeah the non-blonde characters is definitely which is good Um, because you don't want them just to be clones with different hair exactly you don't want them to be disney characters and their mums in the last few movies the same face (laughs) um so then (laughs) raquel and barbie have a whole conversation about their friendship and their relationship and they apologize and they forgive each other and their wings become bigger and turn into the colors of the bisexual flag and the pansexual flag. And I don't know what you expect me to take from that other than that they're girlfriend and girlfriend now. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> I I have to say I they hadn't I hadn't <laughs> seen that codifying in, in the wing color until you've just said it now. I wasn't I, I got to be honest I wasn't even aware of the bisexual flag until a few weeks ago when I mm-hmm. watched a documentary about the 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 pride flags and 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 a lot of the controversy and how they grew up so yes you're absolutely right because it was oddly mm-hmm. pastel wasn't it that was the yeah. that was the thing um i'm not going to go so far as saying they're, they're girlfriend and girlfriend but i will say and... it was okay. fascinating that barbie admitted there was fault on her side yes this wasn't all about raquel's misunderstanding mm-hmm. it was a lot to do with Mikel. Raquel? I've just invented a, a Russian man in, in here. Um, Raquel, yeah, Ra- Raquel made a lot of wrong assumptions about things. But Barbie said, hmm, maybe I should have been nicer in, at first principles and maybe I've reacted to things that yeah. you've done in the wrong way. And it I thought takes, that was, takes two, tango. right? honestly like it's so mature it's Mm. so complex it's such a good lesson in like hey not everything is black and white and and everything's nuanced and sometimes you'll do good and sometimes you'll do bad and as long as you're honest and open and communicative and apologetic when you need to be then every then love can conquer all and they literally hug and 
free themselves and, and, and that yeah and that makes sense because remember... i don't know what you meant i don't know what you meant to take from that this is a fucking fairy tale and they just like well i i, I true love broke the curse like what do you want from me you can have that what i want to also say is that these things are called fury spheres right and and yeah. they're basically i think they're the idea is I don't. They don't quite say it, but I guess the idea is is that any anger of you're being trapped by your own anger and fury, right? Or in this case, Gratiella's anger and fury. Yeah. And the reason they break free is because they diffuse that. That must have been really strong between the enmity between the two is diffused. Yes, and then they suddenly get these super wings, echoes of uh, Ferratopia. When was yeah. that the one with Barbie yeah. knowing Echo, echoes of that? So these fake wings have become real. A lot of that happens in this world. Fake <laughs> tails become real, stuff like that. But I'm okay with it because they genuinely had it wasn't fixed by them doing something, by getting mm-hmm. some magic potion, by achieving some physical goal. It was achieved by them sitting down and having a conversation. Yeah. And that is what the real world is like, wings or not yes 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 it's amazing it's so good and then they work together to try and break graciella out of her love spell and and get ken back ken who's literally chained up at the altar and again really good stuff like ken refuses to say i do and graciella literally like ventriloquists him like like forces open his mouth with magic and puts her voice in his so never like do you know what just just like constantly coming up with reasons just to like look like ken doesn't want to do this and we're making mm. that as obvious as we can and just really good stuff and that's when he has his moment with zane who tries to call objection again during the middle of the wedding and she's not having it so ken and zane have this look where they're like for fuck's sake like this sucks <laughs> man and it's so good <laughs> it's so good and then Raquel's like distracting everyone and trying to like get things away so then Barbie can go after Graciela and pour the potion on her and obviously Crystal who's our main antagonist the reason that she got Graciela under a love spell and made him fall for Ken is because she fancies Zane and she she needs you know and she spends the whole movie being like really obvious about it and like zane why don't you like love me instead and he doesn't which again is a really lovely trait for zane to have yeah and it's a bit sad for her it doesn't ever it's never really explained why she's in the human world as a uh a reporter is that what she is a reporter yeah she was like a photographer i think she was just trying to find someone that graciela could fall in love with right okay this Um, has been her plan since the beginning okay yeah um yeah um again if there's anybody that's slightly underwritten in this film i would say Mm. it, it it is crystal because her motivation is just that she fancies zane which yeah compared to some of the other complex things that we've applauded that's a bit <laughs> i also i know it's perhaps quite obvious and people like to avoid it or or look down on it because it feels cliched but you know cliches have got to come from somewhere oh, for like, sure. especially especially at this age which like what we're like we're meant to be teenagers but we're highlighting oh into hormones and like, crashes and yeah and, absolutely and, yeah and like like it's you know it's not dissimilar from a lot of experiences that i've had in in my life whether through my own actions or friends actions or or i've heard about stories of people that i know that have done similar things like you know it's not out of the realm of possibility that this is a thing that that women act like or, or men act like like people people are very you know you know it's, Pe- people it's, can it's, be it's very yeah. boring to be like oh she fancies a guy and that's why she's the villain or whatever but there's so many other things happening here it's not just about that. The reason we usually get annoyed when that happens is because often that's all you give us. Yes. Male writers, uh, yeah. female characters. That's all we ever are. That's all we ever have. Whereas here there's more to it. And so, you know, you can take a step back and be like, well, you know, that does happen. I'm not saying that they drug people, but like, you know, mm. those, those sort of emotions and feelings and actions do sort of happen. So well, that's fine. I'm down with it. Uh, she... They lift the curse from Graciela, um, who who it's it's so wonderful. She's genuinely like, where am I? Like, what is going on? Like, she can barely remember the the previous three days, and then she suddenly remembers it all. Very. Yeah, she picks she picks it all up very quickly. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and we learn why they were banished. And it was because they dropped her as a friend. And so then they get to have a conversation about like, well, no, you were always really busy with princess duties. <laughs> so we stopped inviting you because we just assumed that you wouldn't be able to come. How relatable is that? And again, how relatable if, is that? How I many? Just Yeah. <laughs> and, and how many times what do I have to say? It? It's people having a conversation yes! would have fixed everything. And there's a lot. Believe you me, 90% of fucking films could be solved if people had to talk with each other in the first 10 minutes. Oh my God, but, yes. But in this case, it is the it is literally the theme, yeah? It's not, yeah. It's not, it's not a plot hole. It's a... Fr- friendship doesn't just happen. You have to work at it. Yes, and what a fantastic lesson. And it's so good. And they're like they admit that perhaps they shouldn't have done that and she understands why they might have done that like everybody's reasonable everybody listens to each other even crystal is a bit like look i i know what i did was wrong i just acted out of sheer desperation and you know i'm it's fine because zane clearly loves you even through all of these things so mm. i accept that i don't have a shot with him and I'll take whatever punishment you've got. And the punishment is only to, like, clean up after the wedding. Again, though, do you remember... punishment. Well, it was the same punishment that, that they got at the end of The Three Musketeers. There is a... Yeah. There is a... There is a... The, William Lau, obviously... I know he's not the writer, but he obviously... Yeah. He obviously likes people like, to... Fuck wh- cleaning up. That's, that, that's the worst... But again, put, imagine you're an eight or a nine-year-old girl. What's the worst job your parents can give you? Yeah. That's fair. Tidy up your room. <laughs> Eight or nine year old anybody. Or indeed a fifty one year old man. <laughs> Which probably is the worst message that this gives. Like Snow White made a, a love of cleaning. So mm. Don't don't put children off their chores. It's good for the character development. <laughs> <laughs> so Graciela marries Zane, everybody attends the wedding, they have a lovely time. Then Oh, it's so good. Raquel, very understandably, is like, I'm going to tell everyone about Los Angeles. <laughs> and everyone's like, no, don't do that. And she's like, but it would be so good for everyone. And you see her point, as as silly as it is, and as much as you're morally as the audience being like, no, no, when you learn of a secret enchanted realm, you keep it a secret. The movie's literally called A Fairy Secret, Raquel. <laughs> but she's very understandably like, this is going to do so many hits on our Insta, except not because it's 2011. This is going to be so many hits on our Flickr, on our Bebo. Tumblr. <laughs> on our Facebook.com page, <laughs> where we still send love. and. <laughs> I'm going to tell Tom on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the good old days. Um, and and everyone's like, no, don't do that. And Barbie's like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do that. And then Graciela's like, yeah, I mean, maybe you'll wake up tomorrow and not remember a thing. And they're like, what a weird thing to say. It's <laughs> <That's> really funny. <laughs> um, so you know that they're going to like slip something in their but drinks did, or whatever. <laughs> I, yeah, but I also like the fact that Raquel, yes, she's made her peace with Barbie. And... Obviously, they're in a relationship now that Ken will never know about. But mm-hmm. the fact that she's not changed her personality 180 yeah. degrees, right? She's still a little bit sneaky, a little bit selfish. Exactly. And, you know, it's not necessarily coming from a place of evil or anything like that. But yeah. let's face it. Very human traits. Lots of us would not be able to keep this a secret. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I can't keep secrets at no. all. <laughs> I mean, fuck knows what I'd do if I was presented with a whole alternate universe of fucking fairy doorways in I, every H and M. I would be like, you have, you have to erase my memory because I will tell somebody. Like, I won't yeah. do it. I won't go to YouTube and do a live stream and be like, everyone check this out. But I will tell as many people as I can physically get. Oh, I'd be on the phone. I'd be on the phone to you straight away. I said, "Look, you're not going to believe this, right? (laughs) Because you'd be the only person to believe me anyway." Yeah. 
<laughs> and then you tell somebody, and the next thing you oh, know, we all... would tell everyone, and then the secret, and then somebody else would do a YouTube live stream, and I yeah. imagine that that's what Raquel's getting to. So that's fine. Um, they, they, and I was like, oh no! Like if they make it all a dream, then that means that all of the character development that we've gone through is undone. But at the same time, it was established so early on in this movie that this land had to be kept a secret. And, like, human beings are, like, technically not allowed there. That you've justified it enough that I'm like, actually, yeah, you probably should wipe their memories. And then, of course, that's fine. It sort of resets us going forward for a new movie. Where we can not necessarily learn all these lessons again. Because hopefully there'll be some remnants. But I, I get it. I get why you would do it. It's a shame. Like the Pokemon movie where it's like, oh no, war is bad, I guess. And then it's like, <laughs> time is rewound or whatever. And you're like, cool, everybody just unlearned that lesson. But they do wake up and they think it's all a dream. However, we then have an additional diner scene where everyone's like, it's so weird. Like, you were there and you were there and you were there. Who the hell are you? Like, <laughs> I can't do that scene now without quoting The Simpsons. Um, but you know, it's very Wizard of Oz and everybody remembers everyone was there, there and some weird stuff happened. And Raquel sidles up to them and is like, hey, I don't know why, but I feel like I'm your friend now. And Barbie's like, uh, what? I don't think so. And Raquel's like, I would really like to be though. And Barbie's like, oh, It's okay. a wish if Barbie hasn't had her personality updated yeah. as much as Raquel has. But they're okay, and they have a three... Um, no, sorry, fine. they have breakfast, don't they? They have breakfast, At yes. Wally's. And then um, the two fairies come down, and they're like, we're off. And again, I, I didn't even clock this, and it took Raquel being like, why are you telling me? I have no idea who any of you are. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well done, movie. Like, I forgot that. <laughs> so, like, thank you for reminding me, because that was quite funny. Uh, so they head back to Los Angeles to reconnect with an old friend. And the the rest of them stay and have breakfast. And other than Carrie and Taylor turning to the camera and looking me dead in my eye and going, shh, before heading into the portal, which I didn't care for, um, this was a banger. <laughs> so Do you know the only thing, apart from the horses, the only thing that I didn't like is that these two films are like a duology. We're never going to see these characters again. I oh, no. would have, yeah, the, really? the, these the, these are, yeah, because um, obviously up next we've got the one I'm going to be most disappointed by. Oh yeah, <laughs> in the Charm School, and and then it's what? Mermaid Tail Two where they go back to there. Oh no. Um. So yeah, the, these two films stand alone, and. I'd have loved a third what one. What a joy it's been. Yeah, I really think they were onto something really strong here. Like, I, I'm really, really excited yeah. by these characters, really excited by where we were going to go. Like, another story where we start off with everyone being friends rather than having to force it. But then, you know. And, and maybe the arcs, maybe the arcs are completed. But they, yeah. and, and I do quite like the way they're not really it's not really a sequel it's just the same characters in yeah, the same universe as it, it were. It's, yeah or, or slightly different i don't know how to explain it but mm. the, the, the the first movie must have happened yeah but then if the first movie happened then why would barbie be quite so surprised about the existence of fairies because yeah. she's already met what i forget what they're called in the previous movie they're not called fairies are they they're called Oh yeah, they're called like glitter bugs or something. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, you know, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. So that that's why yeah, it's yeah. not quite, quite same. But it's just lovely, and you know, we'll get to our ranking in a minute. Mm. But but as 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 a pair, any of the movies that have been clearly sort of related to each other, like the Fairytopia movies, yeah. or or um, I think it's only the Fairytopia movies actually up to now. <laughs> But this is so strong as a duology. Yeah. yeah. And I was thinking, because I think we put Fashion Fairy Tale quite high. We did. And I'm thinking, is this better? Is this the yes. same? It's better. I'd say it's better. You know where I want to put this? Go on. 
I want to put this at number four. Okay. Is that so? It go so fashion fairy tale was in at five, and yeah. Barbie Mariposa was in at four. Yeah. I want to put it above Mariposa, which will push fairy tale down to six. Yeah, I'm alright with that. I, I'd want them together. I, I I don't know why. I thought Hi. this I thought Fairy Tale was a bit higher. Um I think this is better than yeah. Fashion Fairy Tale. It's got all the good things about Fairy Tale. Yeah. <clears throat> but more so because obviously with Fairy Tale Barbie lacked agency in her own story. Yeah. And whilst the Ken stuff was fun, this sort of separate planes, trains and automobile story he was having off on the side. Mm-hmm. This brings everyone together. I think Raquel yes. is a brilliant addition oh, to the mythos. I think yeah. even talking to you about it has made me understand even more. And it's just the maturity of mm-hmm. the storytelling. And, and not that it's, you know, in that, it's not an 18 or anything. It's the fact that people talk to each other and things get resolved yeah. by talking and not by exposition. Yeah. Um, What's one, two, and three? Just remind me. So number one is Barbie and the Three Musketeers, the feminist yep. classic. Barbie, uh, Barbie is the princess and the pauper is in it too. Then it's Barbie Fairy Topia Mermaidia, the first true LGBTQ plus tale in the Barbie franchise. And I, I would argue that not since Mermaidia have we seen such a fabulous gay tale as we see in A Fairy Secret. So I think it works well that we pair them together. In my I'm opinion. I'm almost I'd almost put this at number three. Ooh. I think it I think it's that. The more I talk about it, the more I'm talking myself up. However, yeah, I I know I know what you mean, and I think I could be convinced because <clears throat> it's it's stronger in a lot of aspects than Mermaidia. Mermaidia was definitely pushed up because I was so excited with what we were seeing, and I think the Raquel Barbie enemies to lovers is stronger than the Barbie whatever the mermaid's name was yeah and but but mermaidia mermaidia got high up because it built on ferrotopia yeah so so it you know it maybe didn't fulfill all your original requirements of it um yeah i i i'll be i'd settle on four you want to push it to three though but i do really think the more and more i think i really enjoyed it when i watched it yeah i really enjoyed it and I was really happy to see these people again because I really enjoyed the last one. I, I had problems with it. This one, I've got one problem. I don't like the horses. And that's yeah, just a design thing. That's not thing. really a problem. That's just a design thing. That's not yeah. even, I, I don't mind their existence. That's a given. <laughs> and, and the fact that, that it adds more character to Raquel. Um, I think this is genuinely funny. Uh, it is. Yeah, it really you've is. referenced a couple of running, running jokes and... It, 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 not just Ken's name, not just um, what's coming out the handbag every time. There's, it's got a lovely little twinkle and a wink to it the whole way through. Mm. I I would put this at number three, if I can drag you yeah. along no, with it's me. There. Yep, you've you've dragged me. I've dragged it. It's in at number three. And, and how exciting! I really thought that the, the top three would be impenetrable, and yet. And and we yeah. keep saying, oh, yeah. no films are ever gonna. You know, we're now going to be looking at shitty movies. Yeah, and they're the just time. getting better. <laughs> I mean, after, apart from Mermaid Tale, which really was disappointing. Oh, God, it was awful. Um, We've been on a run. Honestly. You know, Three Musketeers, Fashion Fairy Tale, Fairy Secret, three out of four have been absolute they're all, bangers. They're all in the top ten, yeah. Um, Obviously, we've had a few clunkers before that. And yes. I keep looking forward and thinking, well, that's going to be crap. <laughs> and obviously yeah well princess charm school's next we will um we'll see where that goes see i don't think we're gonna get the black widow no i know we're not i watched the trailer for it oh update update this dvd worked which means nice so, so I think Fashion Fairy Tale only played the Universal logo, but this one yeah. did the whole thing. Oh, so, good. I have to say, I do think they are all on Netflix now. So if you're watching along at home, I think I think you're good to go going forward. These later Netflix. ones are, yeah. It's the uh, yeah. It's, it, we've just been through a few which are hard to track down, and you, I've had to buy them off like Google Play, which is not yeah, something I've done before, sucks. or other 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 ways watching it watching it <laughs> cut up on youtube into 16 parts with 
with Arabic subtitles and adverts <laughs> in between every 16 parts. I've oh, done that as well. The effort that you're putting into this, I'm so pleased. <laughs> oh, well, did you, yeah, the pile of DVDs that I do have, everyone questions it. Everyone <laughs> yeah. goes, I've had people come around and look at each other and say, why has he got them? And if you're listening now, because I told you why, hello. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, there's what an absolute freaking surprise these last two movies have been. Yeah, really like... Even their names. The I wasn't even... Yeah. Their names sounded anodyne and... Uh, God, really? They're very clever, like very, very generic... I mean, come on, even the poster. The poster looks awful because it's that horrible, cartoonish mm. design of Barbie. I will say that her wings are the colour of the pride flag. So, <laughs> so there is that. Uh, but any, and the fashion fairy tale poster as well just looks like compared to what's come before. But um, mm. actually, the stories within them are so strong and they're so well put together. Yeah. Really no. well done, Barbie. I cannot, I, can, I have no words. Like, just absolutely hats off to you. 